Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Just Browsing. It is no longer our one-year anniversary, <laughs> but football season is upon us. So we are going to be diving into our NFL predictions on, you know, maybe what we're going to hopefully see this season and just talk some football. Uh, no fantasy, but just yeah. football. Just yeah. NFL football. Yeah, no fantasy. Um, we kind of beat that dead horse last year <laughs> during the season. Yes. So I think we're we're gonna keep that mainly amongst ourselves and and we our might do one this year. Yeah. or two episodes max on that. Yeah. Well, and it'll probably just end up being like an NFL discussion podcast, and then oh, by the way, here's who's. Here's what the standings are in the fantasy league or whatever. Right. It, it yeah. could be – it'll probably be like a season wrap-up and be like, did the NFL season – you know, we could use this as the the bar and be like, did it meet the bar of what we established Yeah. back on 8-11 of 2021, precisely at 7-18 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Well, so when we were talking about the fact that we wanted to just talk about football today um, – I'll be honest. I I didn't do any fucking research or homework. Not or surprised. So <laughs> you you got like lots written down here. So I might just let you go, and then I'll just kind of pipe well, in here and there. I don't know where you want to start, but I, I mean, was just going to say off the top. You know, like we were mentioning last time when we were, I think it was for our the anniversary podcast when we were just kind of rambling. I was talking about how excited I am for not only NFL football, but for college football college as well. Football, yeah. And we got those both coming up really quick. So college football, first games are going to be like end of this month, like 28th I think, or something. I think, yeah, and then the NFL, they already played the Hall of Fame game, right. which and is playing the first preseason, first, and they start first week of preseason tomorrow. Is, is I think tomorrow, it's tomorrow, yeah. Friday, and Saturday are like the I think first right. round of games. Yeah, so it's it's almost here. Um, you know, obviously camps are in full swing. Um, we're going to try and watch – um, I believe the Falcons play the Titans on Friday, Friday on evening. Fox, I think. I was trying to figure out where it's going to be where I can watch it, but we're going to try and watch, um, see if Sam's playing and stuff. So I'm be sure he will because the first games are usually, you know, second, third, yeah. fourth string or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. string you want to call people at that point. Um, they, they're trying to get them as many reps in a game type situation against a different team. Yeah. And I actually saw because, you know, I, I like to follow Sam. You know, I want him to make every roster possible. And uh, I saw he was listed as second as the right guard, so that's he, pretty cool. So it's it's kind of funny. I was having a conversation with my parents um, like last weekend. We went over there for dinner, and my dad was kind of saying the same thing that I was saying. I, I think my mom does a better job of keeping in touch with Sam and calling him like every couple of days and chit chatting with Do, him. Or doing whatever, the mom but, type, yeah. Thing. But my dad and I are both kind of the same, and and I think the reason we're like this is I get the impression from Sam that he doesn't really want to talk about it all that much. Because if you call him or you FaceTime him and you ask him how football's going, he'll be very like short. Oh, that's good, you know. And I, I think I, I understand what it is. It's uh, I'm not gonna get my expectations too high this time around because you know if you do that, then you get I've, burned. I've been it, here before. Just, it, yeah, I've been here before exactly. So I think, and I I totally get that because that's kind of the way my brain works as well. So. I talked to him like last week. You know, he said things were going good. I was going to mention just because you were you brought up the he was listed at second string. He he said he was getting reps with the ones in practice and stuff like that. So that's always an encouraging oh, sign. Yeah. I mean, obviously, don't want to read too much into anything like that during camp. But um, other than that, his report was basically it's very hot and very humid in Atlanta. I mean, <laughs> Which, I, I get I get where he comes from too, where he doesn't want to talk about it because he lives the life and he, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
it we're, would we're it, not we're not professional athletes. So yeah. when you meet a professional athlete or you know a professional athlete, you're kind of like, I want to live the life that you like. I would love to be in the NFL. Yeah, I don't have the body to do anything in the NFL. Well, maybe, maybe and, be a water boy or a towel boy, <laughs> but I might pull a hamstring here and there. So I don't know if I'm cut out. Well, for and it. I I think it it also kind of goes into like what you were saying, but also. I mean, how much do you really want to talk about your job when you're not doing it? You right. know what I mean? Like, if people are outside of work are asking you what you do for a living, you're probably going to give them a really brief explanation and then leave it at that. Unless they're, like, for whatever reason, super interested in it right. and want to ask you a bunch of questions and figure out what it is exactly you do. But outside of work, you're kind of like, I don't, I want to leave that there, and well, I, wanna, I don't really want to talk about it outside of work. Kind and of and I can see, like, where he comes from, too, because he's like, I just want to talk about – you know, other things than football because yeah, yeah. I already think about football twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. I when I'm away from it, I need an escape from it because exactly. I'm the same way. I don't want to talk about work all the time. I don't yeah. want people to be like, you know, I was at a hockey game when I was younger, and these two dudes were sitting in front of us talking the nerdiest things about computers, and I'm sitting there and I want to be like, shut up, let me enjoy the game because I'm hearing everything you're saying. And it's taking away from me enjoying this <laughs> hockey experience. We're at a hockey game. We're not at a fucking tech convention. We're at an <laughs> IT lab. Like, just chill. And they just kept talking about it. I'm like, that's not fun. Like, get me away from work. Let me have my escapes and just move on. So I, c- I can get how he's just like, why don't you ask me how my day is? Yeah. Or how the weather is? Well, and that's – it's funny because a lot of times when I do talk to him and he's, quote, unquote, at work, you know, for camp or whatever he's, he's doing for football – a lot of it just ends up being we're talking about current events or some movie we watched right. or a TV show or literally anything like anything anything but other than football. Right. Yeah, and and I get it. Trust me, I get it because you know I I played high school and college football and I know that it gets very draining and that's all you do all day long every day for days and weeks and months on end. So when you get a chance to hang out with your family and friends outside of football, the last thing you want to do is be like, Oh yeah, let me talk about this thing that I just spent the last eight hours doing today. You know, like it's just hard. Like being, you know, I wouldn't say I'm like extremely close friends with Sam, but I'm good. We're good friends. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you've uh, done them forever. Right. But it's like, when I see him, I'd want to ask him, I'd be like, so what do you think? You know, cause I want to get that inside knowledge because I love football, but I'm also like, I'm not a fan. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to come across as a fan. I want right. to be his friend, which right. means right. I should be an escape from him having to be like explaining football to me and yeah. like how things are going down in Atlanta and how things are, yeah, you know, how he's playing. Like, I can get that because when I was a little kid going to football games, dude, you're screaming at people. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I remember being like, you know, my dad always told us, "Hey, be polite about it if you want." so-and-so's yeah. autographs say mister and then their last name yeah. so you know I, he has a story about how i said something and he came over to sign an autograph for me and my brother you know he was big like you and sam when he was younger even though he was like 11 at the time which is a young age the guy goes no nah, he's too old and my dad goes no he's literally 11 years old and he goes oh okay so he signed it but he goes you guys are so polite like i would have come over here anyways mm-hmm. just because you were saying that and now people are just like you know, like Tom Brady walks by, they're like, Brady, yeah, Brady, Tom, Tom. Him, yeah. And that would just be so annoying to me. I'd be like, like if I was a pro athlete and I was someone that was at least known and respected and there was a bunch of little kids that were like, hey, can you come? You know, I would take the time out of my day. But as soon as people started being rude and pushy, I'd be like, listen, I, I'll stay here and sign every autograph. But as soon as you start doing this, I'm walking to my car. Yeah, I'm leaving this alone because I'm a person too. I understand I'm a role model to your kids or to, to these young adults. But as soon as the adults start acting like kids is when it's just like, 
you're you're ruining this. Yeah, you know that that whole um, you know it, it, what whatever it is, musicians, athletes, celebrities, you know, actors, whatever. That whole thing has always been very weird to me, and I've never really known. Especially, I guess my most experience would be at sporting events because I've just been around sports right. longer than anything else, but. That whole idea of like trying to go up and get an autograph has always felt really strange to me, especially like as a kid too. I, I never really knew like what to say, <laughs> you know what I mean, or what how. I, I was always really shy. My brother yeah. was usually the one that yeah. say stuff, like, or like w- kind of like your dad was saying, if he's instructing you to say like, "Hey, ask him Mister," then his last right. name. It's like, can I please or, have your or autograph? Or do you say like, "Hey, Vaughn," if it's Vaughn Miller, or you know, like I, I just never really knew because like. On one hand, you're like, well, I don't know this person, so I feel like only people who know him should call him Vaughn. Right. But then again, saying Mr. Miller seems also a little too, like, formal and professional. I don't know. It's, I never really knew how to, like, approach that it's whole It's different thing. when you're, like, a little kid. Because when, when, yeah. when you're a little kid, if you go, Mr. Miller, you know, he's yeah. going to be like, that's respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I'm going to jump into politics real quick, but the little shits these days are not respectful to anybody. Not even their own parents. Oh, Matt's hopping on his soapbox yeah, here, again. Here we go. No, but you know, if I was a pro athlete and someone was like, you know, Mister Ewan, I would go directly to them compared to someone being like Matt, Matt, Matthew, Matthew. You know, I'd be like, no, fuck off, dude. I feel like that's actually now that we're talking about this, that's actually secretly the best move ever to get autographs is to have kids take them to the sporting games and then go like hand them a glove or a ball right. or whatever and be like, hey. That's Von Miller over there. Go, 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 so go, go, go see if you can get his autograph. Go say Mr. Miller, Go man, say Mr. Miller, yeah. Autograph. And then, like, this adorable 10-year-old comes up, and he's like, oh, of course. And, like, and then he's got, like, a pair of cleats with him yeah, that are signed yeah, and gloves yeah. and, like, a headband. And also and then the dad's just over there like, yes. Yeah. The dad gets home and shrines it. Yeah, it's going like, in the man cave. I thought that was mine. He's, he's like, like, nope. <laughs> You got the headband. Yeah, <laughs> you keep that. That was way. Yeah. That was way more valuable. You keep the headband. I'm keeping the cleats and the ball. No, but. Yeah, I'm happy for Sam. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm. I'm he, he might not be too pleased. We're, we're with all my... cautiously optimistic and keeping our fingers crossed. So yeah, I mean, hey, practice squad is just as good too. I mean, yeah, you got still, a job, uh, right? It's a job. Yeah, and you're still playing a game for a living and making a lot more money than I make. So I was gonna say you make like <laughs> 48 billion times more than we make in yeah, a year. So. so could be you, worse. You just sacrifice your body. I get it, but you also tear your knee. You go to surgery tomorrow. Yeah. I tear my yeah. knee, and it's like 14 years. And right. <laughs> Seven Dude, I can't even get later. I can't even get an appointment for a physical until October. So our right. my my work you have to get like they give you this wellness credit thing if you get a physical once right, a you year. You have to check off like four boxes. Yeah, and you have yeah. to fill out some sort of a survey or whatever. And if you do that, you get this discount per paycheck on your health insurance or whatever. So it's like definitely worth it to do because over right. the over the course of the year, it's like twelve hundred bucks if you right. don't do that or whatever. So. I called and everything. Well, you're supposed to get the physical done by like end of September. I can't even get a fucking physical at my doctor's office till like October. I was like, all right, well, just come up with that like doesn't an help me. <laughs> I was like, they're like, well, our, I was like, because I, I called for my just my regular doctor, and they're like, he's he's booked. He, you, you can't get in until like October. I'm like, okay, well, what about any of the other doctors in the office? And they were like, same thing. Like, okay, <laughs> like, I'll just so yeah, myself. what you were saying is like, if you're a professional athlete, it's just like if you have any sort of problem, you just go in and it's like immediately you have the best right. healthcare in the world. Like or like right you're now. like me, I got to go to rehab, but I have to do it after I go to work. You're a pro athlete. Right. You go to rehab that while you're work. at yeah. work, yeah. so it's the same. Yeah. Exact you got thing. some sort of an injury, like you show up to work, and that's what you're doing. Right. But anyways, jumping take, back take to us football. Through your, uh, yeah, so take I'm us through your a, notes I'm going to just here. say, you know, we are both 
Or I'll say I'm a diehard Broncos fan, and Zach is a Broncos fan. Yeah, I'm a Broncos fan. I'm not necessarily diehard, but right. I'm a Broncos fan. But it's not like he, he cheers for other teams in terms right. of he would rather have them be more successful. Yeah, they're my team. We, we both cheer for his brother to be successful because that's just what good people do. Yeah. So if this is more heavily sided towards the Broncos, now you understand why. Well, if anyone who listened to our NFL recaps last year knows, uh, they, they're, Fuck they're expecting Melvin that. Gordon. Because it's basically like we cover all of the NFL scores and the box scores and then and go, the and now game. here's a 35-minute conversation on what happened to the Broncos game <laughs> and right. how Matt hates Melvin Gordon. Yes. So what I did was I went through each division and I ordered them in how I think that division is going to play out. Um, and then I ranked them based on who I think is going to finish, you know, first through sixth in the conference. And then I said who I think is going to be in the Super Bowl, who I think is going to be the MVP, who I think is a sleeper to sneak into the Super Bowl, and then what I would like to see, and then defensive player of the years and offensive players of the year. Wow. All right. Well, so take it away, man. I'm going to start in the AFC, and we're going to start in the North. Here, I'll scroll up so you can see I was going to say I was going to glance at the conferences while you're going uh, through these. <clears throat> so we're going to start in the AFC. So you guys can gander it. Well, there's a lot going on on that screen there. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> it's like that. a screen within a screen within a screen. Let me, um, you know. All right, you know what? That's just not going to work. So <laughs> we're just going to go back to this one. There we go. People can look it up. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start in the AFC North, and I have the Ravens finishing first followed by the Browns, then the Steelers, and then the Bengals. And I think this is a tough division. Um, I just I don't know how Big Ben's going to come out this year. I was going to say, as, as we're talking about this and as I just heard you list those teams, I think that's my biggest question mark. But then Big Ben's – I mean, uh, on one hand, he's been in the league like a million years. But then on the other hand, he's really consistent. He's consistently really good every year. Right. And but he's also consistently had very good offensive weapons. Right. This, he has Juju, but ar yeah. around that, I don't think it's that you have a rookie running back and you don't really have the most depth at wide receiver or, you know, anything. Yeah. So so I kind of, you know, it I try and like factor in all that, but they do have a really, really good defense. Yeah. And, and they're a good enough offense that they can maintain possession to keep it, they, they're they're going to win all the low-scoring games. Yeah, it, it seems like the Steelers have been for years now right there, but then not quite. Because, you know, Ben Roethlisberger won two Super Bowls really early in his career, and then since then has not really been able to get back. Well, and last year but they were 12-0. Like, they're always like perennially a playoff team. They're just oh, – No, they were 11-0. They just can't seem to quite get over the hump for whatever. And, it, I, and granted, they, they play in a – it's a tough you know, division. Re recently, the Ravens have been really strong. Browns have come on the last couple of years. And then they always seem to, like in years past, before Brady left, seem to always run into the Patriots yep. at some point in the playoffs. But, but. I mean, and the, the Bengals are going to come in last out of that just because um, Joe Burrow is coming back from a torn ACL. I don't know if he's even going to be ready for week one. I've heard that he is, but I'm kind of, you know, it's a torn ACL. It is a quarterback position, so if his rehab went extremely well, I don't see any issues coming from it. But, again, knees aren't anything to joke about or mm -hmm. or uh, play around with. So I have them finishing last, but it is a tough division. Um, and the Browns, I think, could be the sleeper in that division. I just 
I don't know. Baker Mayfield to me is just way too inconsistent to, to put yeah. your money on and, and put all your eggs in one basket with him. So they, I have the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. They just seem like I, I I'm enjoying seeing the Browns not be like dead last in the NFL know, in the last like couple of years. <laughs> but I just think they in the last couple of years also seem to be very overhyped. You they know have I mean? they're if you look at I think they're the best team on paper overall. Right. But and that's why and they're on the field, and it's just like, yeah, it, do you guys it, just run around at practice? I, I feel like tag? so. And, and Ty's dad jokes about this a lot, and because he's a big NFL guy, like that's his thing. As he right. follows, we should have brought him on. We should have. Um, Although we'd be here for like fifteen hours, <laughs> it's not too late. We can still have him on at some point. Um, his thing is always, you know, during the off season when there's no football on, and first take or get up or wherever has to have stuff to cover, right? Stuff to talk about for the NFL season. It's always. The Cowboys are projected to be one of the best teams in the NFL and like be in the Super Bowl every they're, fucking they're year. Seven, every nine, every single one. year, yeah. And then they finish right at one. 500 or maybe a little bit below 500 or maybe a little bit above 500 every year. And that's that's been going on for a long time. I feel like recently the Browns are kind of like the new Cowboys, where yeah. it's like in the Overhyped. off season before any games have happened and we have any idea how good any of these teams are going to be. Everyone is just like, oh, my God, the Browns are amazing. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And you're like, yeah, I mean, they're, like they're you good. said, on paper it looks really good. And then you got, like, it's there's, there's a lot of flash. You know, like Baker I mean, Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr., there's a lot of flash there. I, I use the and Broncos it, as a perfect they, example. They come out that. and they they win games and they, they look pretty good. And then other weeks you're like, yikes. That, they should have smoked not, this team. Yeah, they did not look very good yeah. this weekend. So, like you said, it's just the inconsistency and we'll see – what that looks like this year. I mean, what is this? What year is this for Baker Mayfield? Is this like year four, four or five, four or five? So yeah. maybe he's going to make a big step up this year. Who knows? I mean, he's got the talent. He's I got feel the like, talent, and he's got the talent around him to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's just can they put it all together? Right. Which I'm not a big fan of the Browns, so I really don't care if they're right. Me either. Or not. I mean, it is just kind of fun watching them. It, it's it's nice to see. You know, like we were talking about this with the NBA this year. It's nice to see new faces. Right. For the franchises, you know, competing for the championship, so it's nice to see the Browns instead of being, you know, oh and the, sixteen, and the Steelers are back to back to back to back. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's nice to see like some more competitive nature right. within that within that division. Well, so. speaking of new, um, I'm going to jump to the East. Okay. I did never eat soggy waffles, if you can't tell. Okay, um, I have the Bills winning that one pretty easily. Followed by the Patriots because I think Cam Newton's going to feel more comfortable this year. Dude, I really hope so. No, fuck the Patriots. Well, just for Cam Newton. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Okay, finish, yeah. your, finish your And rankings. then I have the Dolphins and then rounding out the Jets. The Jets are rebuilding. They're going to have a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that, that's just kind of an unknown. Yeah, so I think Bills definitely, that's a pretty obvious for finishing first in that division. It'll probably be between the Dolphins and the Patriots next and then the Jets last. I was, I was just going to say the reason why, and I'm not – a Excuse me. I'm not a Patriots fan either. Um, I have enough of that. It's your father-in-law <laughs> in, in my family that I'm marrying are. into. Um, but I am a Cam Newton fan, and I've always been a Cam Newton fan ever since he was at Auburn. So I was really excited when he signed with the Patriots last Boy, season. Was he terrible. And I was expecting a lot from him. And wow, it we just did nothing. not go very well. And I was actually shocked by that because I thought he was incredibly. He was being overlooked by most of the league. That was my opinion going into last season. And then when the Patriots signed him for next to nothing, I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. He's going to slide in there right after Brady leaves, 
fit in with Belichick. If anyone can do something with that guy, it's Belichick. And And then I just don't know what the fuck happened last year. So we'll see this year. I don't know if he was still kind of – you know, his whole thing the last few years where he hasn't looked like vintage Cam Newton has just been his injuries kind of catching up to him. He's been hurt quite a bit. And I don't know if there were some lingering injuries last year that played into that or what, but like he just did not look very good last year, and I was yeah. I was kind of shocked by that. I mean, I'm like I said, going back to like the when we were talking about the North, seeing new faces. It's nice to see the Bills jump back in there because yeah, I can't stand Dude, the Josh, Patriots. Out Josh of, Allen is amazing. Out He's of so all good. the teams in the NFL that I hate the most, the Patriots are there. Out of all the players I hate the most, it's the ex-Patriot Tom Brady. <laughs> I just hate him the most, and I respect what he does, but I don't like the guy. Yeah. Like, if he got hurt, I'd be like, oh, shucks, we don't get to watch Tom Brady this year. <laughs> shucks. But, no, you know, I'm glad the Bills are good. I like Josh Allen. I think the guy's a phenomenal quarterback. And they have Emmanuel Sanders now. So, mm. they got my boy. Uh, I'm a big Emmanuel Sanders they guy. They got my he's, boy he's, over he's there that I, awesome. uh, you know, love. He put uh, in some really good years for us here in Denver. Yeah, so won a Super Bowl. So, yep. got to love that guy. So, yeah, I got the Bills winning the East. I can't say I can argue with you too much about – would you start with the north and then the east? The okay, north and yeah. the east. I can't. I can't. I, I agree with all those. Yeah. So now I'm going to jump to the south, and this one, it's really between two teams, and I have them finishing one two. I have the Titans winning um, the division, followed by the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars. Um, the Colts, it's all going to come down to if Carson Wentz can play, and if he can't, mm-hmm. what do they do at quarterback? Which, what's the latest on that? I saw some I headlines saw recently. Was, I don't know what's was, going on. Exactly. They were thinking he's going to be good by week one. But he had foot okay. surgery that they said is like a three to six week recovery. So and that was like real recently, right? He had this. It recently? was like a week or two ago, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I saw that and I was like, that seems kind of concerning. That it seemed like they were being a little optimistic about that, but I mean, I, th- I think the Titans are too good of a team, anyways, and their offense got better with the addition of Julio Jones this year. So Tannehill mm-hmm. now has multiple weapons, and then you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, who's who, a monster. If he can stay healthy, the dude's guaranteed like fourteen hundred plus yards a season yeah. and like twenty touchdowns. So. I have them winning with the Colts following in a decently close second. And then the Texans beating out the Jaguars. Um, that, that one you could probably flip-flop. It's kind of all dependent, again, on quarterback play. You have a rookie with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, who people are rave about as the greatest quarterback of all time to ever he's, you know, play he's college football. Kind of like the football. second coming, if you, if you listen and to, then <laughs> you've got to football people talk. Sean Watson, who... It's all about his legal troubles and everything. Right. He doesn't want to be in Houston. I know mm-hmm. he wants to – according to what people have been saying, he wants to be here in Denver, Yeah, which I'd love to have him if this whole legal thing blows over with nothing right. that comes of it. Um, so it, it just comes down to quarterback play for them. But he played phenomenal for them last year, and they were like 4-12. and 12, So Yeah. He's, he just doesn't have a team around him. He's and, another guy that I've been a huge fan of since college, and it's it's been kind of upsetting. I won't really go into the whole off-the-field stuff, A, because I don't want to talk about it, and B, I actually don't really know many of the I details. Don't, yeah. But um, on the field play-wise, just him as a football player, he's a tremendous quarterback, and I've been a huge fan of his since he was at Clemson. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think there's just, like you said, a big question mark there as to how that's going to look this year. And then – same thing with another Clemson guy, the the most recent Clemson Trevor guy, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Um, and I, they have a new head coach in uh, Urban Meyer. In Urban so Meyer, yeah. I, I, so I, I know totally, how he's going to do that. I totally forgot that Urban Meyer was the Jaguars coach until I read some article the other day about some – I forget now what it was. I, I, I want to tell the story, but I, I would do it in injustice by trying to go off the dome. But – it was like some way he ran, he runs practice, and he took that from his days at Florida back when they won like two so national championships while Tim he was Tebow. there. Yeah, and um, and now oddly enough, 
Tim Tebow is trying to be a dude, tight end on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The uh-huh. dude is stacked. I heard he like it seems like he put on a lot of weight and has gotten really like, like jacked. Huge. Yeah, yeah. like very yeah. muscular. Let's see if I can find a picture. Which of him, he, he has he has looking. the frame for it. And isn't it ironic? All he these years been later. A fullback the whole time. Yeah, all these years later, after all those people were telling him, Hey, why don't you stop trying to play quarterback in the NFL and just play fullback or tight end? We think you you know, you're an NFL athlete, you're just not necessarily an NFL quarterback. And he was just like, Nope, nope, not gonna do it, not gonna do it. Here he is, a few I mean, years later, after trying here, to play baseball. Look at this. And now he's like, "Okay, I'll play tight end now." Look, look like, at this right. picture of him, and tell me that's that is not the quarterback that we had here in Denver. Wow. Yeah. He looks. He has gotten stacked much bigger. in these. Look at he, this. He's got the frame for it, dude. Like yeah. he's he's got and a big frame, he, dude. So. He's got the football IQ. Let's be real. The dude's yeah. a genius when it comes to football. Yeah. So dude, I, I wish him success. I like me, me Tim too. Tebow. I, I've always liked Tim Tebow. Um, I think some people he kind of rubs people the wrong way because he's just like the ultimate nice guy. You know what he's I mean? Good and Christian he's just, dude. Yeah, that, it's, he's all about yep. being a good Christian dude and being like super nice all the time. And I think that just kind of rubs people the wrong way sometimes. But he's a super great competitor. He's he's honestly had one of the all time greatest college football careers ever. He was probably such the a greatest blast. college. Yeah, football maybe career the ever. greatest college football career. Um, he was a blast to watch at Florida and. He, you know, the last that I really watched a lot of him play was when he was the quarterback here in Denver. And man, oh man, those seasons watching him, like it was so stressful. It was so stressful, much anxiety. but it was it was fun. Like it was Tebow time. Like he right. Because I'm sure we've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast before, but for anyone who has not heard it or who was not watching Broncos football when Tim Tebow was the quarterback, it basically always went like this. Like our offense looked horrible through about three three and a half quarters. We would be down by it would be with like within reasonable distance, couple touchdowns. But it wasn't maybe. Tebow at starting quarterback yeah. right now. He wasn't playing quarterback. And then he would somehow in the last like eight to ten minutes of the game engineer this miraculous comeback and we would win the game by like a field goal or a yep. last second touchdown or something. And it was like you said, very exciting, but also incredibly anxiety inducing and stressful. So that was that was the last. And once he left Denver, where did he bounce around? He went to the Jets, he the Jets didn't he? I think he signed with New England, New England for a time. And I think that was it. And now he's with and the then Jaguars. and then he went. He was done and with football, and then he was playing baseball, pro baseball, like minor league baseball. And then now here he is, all the way back, trying to be a tight end with the Jaguars again. So he's had kind of a he's had a crazy, crazy you know, yeah, crazy last ten years or so. And he he was speaking of like college football and stuff like that. He was being a you know a college he football analyst and commentator and stuff. And I like. I thought that was just going to be like what he does. I mean, if it was me, he was good. He was good. He, he was, was good was, at it. You know, entertaining. If it was me in his position, I would do that. You know, you sit in a suit in air conditioning and make talk millions. football all day and make millions. It sounds like a great gig. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I wish him all the all the best. I, I like Urban Meyer, um, and I, I like I like Trevor Lawrence. I don't think I like, I like him Lawrence near too. as much as I liked um, Deshaun Watson. But uh, yeah, I'm the same. We'll we'll see. We'll see how he looks. I mean, I think. It's it's going to be, and I think we've talked about this too, which we still need to do this as a podcast idea. I keep forgetting about it. Is is come up with our list of the all time like you know Heisman Trophy winning guys oh, who yeah. were bust in the NFL, and we'll just do a whole episode on that. Anyway, write that down for later. Um, Great go. I, I, I think uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> wrong sport, but wrong, wrong yes. sport, but yes. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Um, I think with Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be the whole thing of. At least for me, and I think this is probably for for a lot of people. Did he look so good in college because he was playing on such a good team in a conference right. that was like not the SEC, or is he really just that good? And right. I think it's maybe a little bit of both. But I think once you get into the NFL, then you really get to start to see like which one it is more of. Right? You know but what I mean, I mean, then you get 
you know, I'll just jump to the opposite side of that spectrum. I'm, I'm putting that down in the notes. You, by you the get way. like a Johnny Manziel, who everyone's like, oh, the greatest quarterback of all time at the, the time. <laughs> yeah. a huge bust in the NFL, right? So, but he played in the SEC at A and M. He beat Alabama on some crazy plays. You know, it's just only playing in the NFL will tell if you're going to be a good NFL quarterback. College can show if you have skills. But the NFL is a whole different it's, breed yeah, of, of whole players. Despite everyone's like, well, they all went and played in college. And I'm like, oh, I get it. But you're at the highest of highest levels mm-hmm. when it comes to this sport when you're in the NFL. And it, they've been crafting or, you know, mastering their craft for five plus more years. I, I don't think people realize, you know, like there's that. And they're, they've grown into their bodies even more. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's the actual stats that are out there, but you know, I think a lot of people have probably heard this, or at least people who grew up around football who or who played football. You know, they always say it's like, what is it? You know, less than five percent of all high school football players go play Division One college football, right. or really any sort of college football, and then like one percent of those players make it into the NFL. Like, and then it's like a fraction of that percent actually are actually are good on the and, rosters, right? And play, yeah. So I, I I don't think people really realize when you start thinking about that how truly elite the NFL is. I mean, I think people who understand football know that, but people who are just sort of casually fans of it. I mean, you each don't NFL realize team has that has a fifty three man roster, and that's just active every day. Then they yeah. carry, I think it's a thirteen man practice squad. Mm-hmm. So that's sixty six people. I think the thirteen man is new because they used yeah. to just be a ten man. Yeah. Um. So let's, we'll just go with the old. So say it's 63. Multiply that by 32. That's how many players are in the NFL. Right. Now I think there's From like the entire country From the, of from the entire playing, world right, of professional football. football. Yeah. Then you look at college and there's, you know, probably, let's see, the, the SEC I think has 10 or 12. Big 10 has 12, I believe. Pac-12 is 12. The Big 12 I think has 10. Like, that's what, 50-plus schools? They, they each have, could have a hundred to a hundred and like twenty five. I was going to say the rosters, yeah, in college can be eighty five to one hundred and ten or something. And that's just know? the major D ones. Then you still have you know the MAC, the yeah. conference. You got D one AA, you got D two, D one D two, D three, NAIA. Those yeah. are all stacked rosters yeah. in terms of how many people there are. But then you're limited into what what sixty three times thirty two. Let's do. Here, I'll do it. I'll do it. Or unless you got it. That's 2,016 players. Yeah. And you could have that much on 20 college teams. Yeah. So just just think of that. It's, and, and, yeah, just to go back to my point, it's just like – and I, I think this is why I, I, I kind of treat it – because we're both college football fans and yep. NFL fans – I treat them very separately because, like, you know, you can have your – we can have our college football discussion of, like, the all-time greats and, and all that kind of stuff. Those same guys, very few of them are actually on the list of, like, the all-time NFL greats. Yep. So, you know, uh, Tim Tebow is a perfect example. Had, like we just said, maybe the greatest college football career you can possibly have and not really that great of an NFL player. And then you, you know have Tom I mean? Brady, who was a six-round exactly. draft pick out of Michigan. You have the opposite. He, he, he went to Michigan, Big Ten school, right. big school. Yeah. He was playing on a big stage every day. But six-round draft pick shows that he right. wasn't an elite talent in college. Yes. Which means he did what he needed to in college to succeed. Now you can argue that he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. Both. And, you know, people go, well, his stats aren't better than certain people still. And I go, but the, the dude's like 48 rings. years old and 
I think he just signed a three-year contract or whatever to yeah. play till he's 45 yeah. or, or whatever it is. He's probably – if he can stay healthy on the offense he has, which we can talk about them when we get to the NFC, he's probably going to pass every single quarterback category besides maybe single-season records. Right. But career records, he might establish numbers that – Unless Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers plays till they're forty five or fifty, yeah, no one might be able to beat. Yeah, it's just for at least in our lifetimes. Yeah, maybe. it's it's the longevity of it and the, the level of play. I mean, shit, the guy won an MVP at like forty years old or forty one. Now, some shit. I do have he, a lot of personal opinions about him right, and, right. and about his Super Bowl wins. And you know, you can say, well, he shouldn't have, and and I agree that you can't say, well, it would have, should have, could have, because it didn't happen. But. If certain teams didn't suck balls, he wouldn't have, I think, three of those rings. He sh- they should have never beat the Falcons. Oh, in, in, the, in, in the, the Super Bowl. Behind. They should have never. No matter what NFL team was on the field, up, what was it, 28-3 to three at half? Yeah. Or in the third quarter? Because I think it was, it, it, it was a 25-point lead. In the fourth quarter, <laughs> and I they, think. And they whatever. came back and won in the second half. The Falcons should have never blown that game, but they did. But they did, right? <laughs> and, and Tom Brady led the comeback. Like, yeah. You got it. You know, yeah. like I said, give credit where credits due. The credits to the Falcons coaching staff for sucking ass. <laughs> All right. The Seahawks have the ball on the one yard line. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is you a have, real sticking point for you. <laughs> you have beast mode in the backfield. The guy is guaranteed, guaranteed a yard every time he touches the ball. Let's go ahead and throw the ball. Interception. <laughs> On the goal line in the Super Bowl with less than two minutes left to seal the game. That was a crazy one. I remember watching Patriots win. Seahawks now guaranteed. They weren't guaranteed to score. But why the fuck are you throwing the ball from the one-yard line when you have Marshawn Lynch in the backfield? If anyone in the fucking football universe could explain this and don't come to me like, well, the Patriots were expecting them to fucking run. And I go... I don't give a shit. It's one yard. Why are you throwing the ball? There's more that can go wrong in throwing the ball than running the ball. So yeah, that's another one. <laughs> okay, continue. Oh, what's the other one? I was about to I hop had, in, had, but you're like, and that was another one. I had one in my head, but now I can't think about it. You said there was three. Yeah. We can move on, and you can think about it later. Yeah, I'll try and We've only gotten through it. two divisions, and we got real sidetracked. We've gotten through three. Oh, we did? We just oh, haven't we finished okay. the AFC uh, conference. So now we're to our Denver Broncos. Oh, yeah. And in the Western <laughs> Saving the division. Best for last. Some people out there might think that I have the Broncos winning the division. <laughs> and some people are incorrect. Because I did this in a serious manner. So I have the Chiefs winning. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, if, as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, that, that team's... That, they, I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? If they're anything like they've been the last two years, they're going to win the division. I will say, I do have the Broncos finishing second. Mm. Over the Raiders? Over, over oh, the, and Chargers, the, and the Chargers. Yeah. I think the Chargers finish third, followed by the Raiders. Now, the Broncos have the easiest schedule in the NFL. The issue comes into playing the Chiefs twice. Ah, yep, there's that. Now, since I follow everything <laughs> with the Broncos, on paper, we could have the best defense on paper in history. This could be just as good as our defense at one in twenty fifteen. Super Bowl fifty in twenty fifteen. The issue is quarterback. Yep. As we, always. Do we have a quarterback with our defense, we could put up twenty four to twenty eight points a game 
and I guarantee you we win 11 games. 11 games, maybe 12. Because it's a 17-game season, so we got a little buffer, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think we could go 11-6 and six or 12-5 and five because our defense is good enough to stop teams from scoring as long as the offense can score 24 to 28 points. It's a big if, though. Right, because the Pat, since Peyton Manning left, I think we're averaging like 18.7 points per game. That sounds about right. That's pretty and, much and, like and every weekend And we lose weekend every I game watch. by yeah. two or three. Yeah. So if we average 24 to 28 points per game, we flip our fucking five and 412 into like 12 and 403. So Hey, do you remember that game last year? Was it against the Patriots where we literally scored 18 points entirely on field goals? Did not and, score a and, single and won touchdown? The game. Yeah. Yeah, I was against the Patriots. When you, were, when you were talking about us averaging 18, I, that, that was the first game that popped in my mind. We, I was we literally get like, to 18 we're, we're not going to score a touchdown today? Is that what we're or, doing? <laughs> or we're winning the game by two points, and our defense is doing good, and then they give up like a 40-yard play. When we had him on like third and twenty nine, because yeah. we're like, we got to be in prevent ninety eight yard touchdown. We're like, they don't even need ninety eight yards, <laughs> and our defense is like fourteen rows in the stands. And then all of a sudden, they get in field goal range. Their field goal kicker kicks it, and he like doinks off fourteen uprights, kills six cats in the rafters, and goes through. And we're like, great, we lost another game by one point. <laughs> it seems like Fangio comes down. And he goes, they gave it a good effort, and I go, I don't give a fuck. What? You, okay, all right. Hang on, finish the rankings, and then I want to ask you some Broncos questions. Okay, so that's that's the end of the West. So I'll just run through how I think the entire AFC is going to stack up. And I can't remember if they expanded the, the playoffs in terms of teams, but I just did top six. Chiefs at number one, Bills at number two, Titans at number three, Ravens at number four. Those are the division winners. I have the Browns mm-hmm. coming in as the first wild card team. And I have the Broncos sneaking in as the second. And, of course, the Broncos is all pending quarterback play. If Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater can come in and they can manage the ball and, like I said, score 24 to 28 points a game, we're going to be in the wild card. We'll be in the wild card mix. And, like I said, we have the easiest schedule. So there isn't a reason. We should start the season 3 and 0. Like, legit. We should start who, the who season 3 and 0. Who do we start off against? Do you have it up? <clears throat> Where are you, Broncos? We start off against. So I'll go through their schedule. We are at the Giants, at the Jaguars, and then we get the Jets at home. Yeah, that's one, two, three wins. Pretty nice. Then we pretty get nice the Ravens at home, which that'll be a tough game. It'll be a tough game. Then we're at the Steelers, which same with the Steelers. You know, we almost beat them last year with the backup quarterback. So, you know, kind of iffy right now. But again, we won't know until we watch them actually play. Then we get the Raiders at home. I think we're better than the Raiders, so we should win. At the Browns again, depends what kind of Browns show up. Yeah. Uh, against the Washington Football Team, I think we beat them. Against the Cowboys, I think we beat them. Against the Eagles, I think we beat them. Uh, Chargers at home, we I That'll think we be beat tough them. <clears throat> and then the Chiefs on the road, we lose. <laughs> Lions at home, we beat them. Bengals at home, we beat them. Raiders away, I get. I think the Raiders probably sneak that one. Chargers probably sneak the one on the road as well. And then the Chiefs will beat us at the very end of the season. So with that, that would put us at twelve and five. Which oh, I, w- I, th- I think would be a that'd be a welcome relief from the. Past Honestly, five I will take seasons, a basically. nine and eight season this year. Yeah, if we're above five hundred, that'd be that's an. Improvement. If we're pushing for a wild card spot, I will be happy. If we show like if Drew Locks our starting quarterback and he's showing great improvements, we're just still not over the hump. I mean, if he shows great improvements, we're twelve and five. We're in the playoffs. I Hands think. Down. 
this is a big year for Drew Locke. If he does not show Aaron Rodgers free agent. Yeah, if he does not show very huge strides this year, I don't know how much longer he's. If he even around. wins a quarterback job, so we'll right, see. Right? Yeah, because I. How, what what year is this going into for him? Third. Third? Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think there's potential there, but I haven't been very impressed so far. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think the quarterback d- battle, I mean, I might have to skip your birthday party on uh, Saturday to, to watch the game. So It's at like, what, 2.30 in the afternoon yeah. or something? You can get a live stream going or something. Just chilling. From the lake. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, the Broncos are in their first preseason game. I guess preseason in big. Don't talk to me about preseason or regular season. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. It is all just matters. Read the write-up, see what's going on. It's yeah, I'll look at the stats. I can usually get what I need to. I'm going to try and watch the Falcons games probably throughout the preseason, but I don't, I don't really pay attention to preseason football. I, I pay attention to it in terms of who I think is going to make rosters and then fantasy value. And I know yeah. we said we're not going to talk about fantasy, but like yeah. trying to make sure none of the guys I want are hurt. That's pretty smart, yeah. Other than that, I'm like, yeah. Because you don't, really you don't want to pull a, what I did a few years ago and draft Jordy Nelson in like the middle of August, and then he tears his ACL and he's out. Or for draft Le'Veon Bell with your number one pick, and right. then he's like, I'm holding out. Yeah. And you're like, fuck me, thanks. <laughs> I remember that one. All right. Well, let's just jump into the NFC then, and then we can talk about the Broncos at the end. Can start- you go back to the, to oh, the yeah, divisions yeah. real quick while, as you go through this? So we're going to start in the north again. The north. Um, Towards the hot gates. So in the north, I have the Packers finishing first, the Vikings second, the Bears third, and the Lions fourth. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, that's all I'm going to say for that division. Uh, I love the guy. I like the Packers. Um, Nothing bad against the Vikings, but I just don't see a team being better than those two teams. So he's re-signed with Green Bay? (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, and they, like, amended his contract where he can leave after this year. That's what I was going to ask. So I'm like, is it just a one-year type thing? I, I didn't really – after this whole off-season saga of, like, is he leaving, is he not leaving, and it seemed like he was absolutely like, I'm not fucking playing for Green Bay this next year. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he signed. I'm like, all right, so Yeah, so they amended his contract to where he can, like, void it at the end of the year and become a free agent. Um, Which he may do, depending on what happens this year. Right. In fact, like <clears throat> probably pretty, will do. pretty high that he's going to do that. Right. So I have that division going Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. Bears and Vikings could be interchangeable. I just think Vikings are going to rebound and they're going to be a better team. Hey, who's the Lions quarterback now that Stafford's out of there? Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. That was the the swapped quarterbacks. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, But they're they're the Lions. So Stafford's with the Rams? Yep. Damn, that's going to be weird for me to get used to this year. Stafford's been in Detroit for a long time. His whole career? Well, until now. I like Stafford. I do, too. I'm a Stafford fan. So now jumping into the East, I have – and, and, you know, the East is such a shit division, and I'm glad we play them as oh, Broncos God, fans. Yeah. So this That is, division last year was brutally bad. Right, and and this is what went into my thinking for the rankings is none of those teams got better in free agency or the draft, in my opinion, to where mm-hmm. they're, like, set themselves apart. But I have the Washington football team winning that division, led by Fitzmagic himself. I mean, I, then, that's a – entirely likely and then i have the cowboys in second just because okay. it's the cowboys i you have no clue what's yeah. going to happen with who them. the fuck knows uh followed by the eagles and then the giants again you have no clue this division they could all literally end up being like five and twelve and yeah one makes the playoffs they somehow. were all terrible last year all of them and were like i said i don't know of any big moves so, any of those teams made who, who knows what's gonna happen with that. so yeah i got washington cowboys the eagles and the giants um hey, is Who's going to be the Eagles quarterback? Is it Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Okay. 
who's an unproven quarterback. Yeah. You know? I'm rooting for him. I like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and, and they finally added a couple weapons around him, but, again, they're, they're young and they're unproven. So, mm. like Jerry Judy, I thought he could come in and be, like, the rookie of the year last year. Dropped easy catches. And I'm like, dude, how are you going to be this, you know, arguably the greatest route runner ever, mm-hmm. but then you drop a ball? You catch the ball before you, you know, do anything else. So we'll see. Uh, jumping into the south, though. So, Sam, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't share this with your team. Or do, and, you know, we can talk to them later. <laughs> Buccaneers are the obvious choice at one. Because yep. my second-place team in the Saints lost Drew Brees, my yep. favorite quarterback of all time. Um, I don't know how Winston or um, Hill are going to do with that team. So, Jameis Winston, you know, trying to – Trying to forecast what he's going to do is a crapshoot as well. So. Just guarantee 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, <laughs> 5,500 yards, and yeah. who knows what happens right. around that. <laughs> um, but I go Buccaneers, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. Um, the Falcons got better on offense. I don't know much about their defense. Uh, they added Kyle Pitts, who the dude's a freak. Um, and then the Panthers, they got Sam Darnold but there's, and Christian McCaffrey. But other than that, I don't really know anybody around – around them mm-hmm. so um, oh so the so the panthers is where sam darnold ended up yeah that's, oh, interesting. that's where they got they landed him in a trade okay um and then jumping into the west real quickly what do you think is going to happen with sam darnold now that he's out of new york you think he's going to have a successful career I think at some point? I, th- I think he'll start to show more potential yeah i think the Jets are a terrible organization at the moment. I was gonna say it. It, it was. I think he's. Uh, he has the potential to be a solid. You know, not like great, but a solid quarterback. But he just spent how many years in with the Jets and too the, many. It's just a. It's a hellhole for and, football. I mean, it's and not. It pains me to say this, but Mark Sanchez was successful with Rex Ryan as his, his coach in New York. That was the last time the Jets were good. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. The um, butt fumble era. Yep, and now they've got uh, Luke Wilson, is I believe his name, um, from BYU, and I think he's a good quarterback, oh, okay. but another unproven, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but jumping into the West, this one, this one's probably the hardest division in the NFC, in my opinion. Um, the Cardinals are an up-and-coming team. They're getting better every year. Mm-hmm. Players are wanting to play there. You know, they, you know, they got a lot of good talent now. Um, but I think the addition of Matthew Stafford to the Rams, <coughs> holy cow, excuse me, puts them one step above everybody else. So Do you I, have them first? I have, so this, this is, you know, some people might be like, well, you're pretty dumb for this rankings, but this division's tough. So I have the Rams first, the Cardinals second, the 49ers third, and the Seahawks fourth. Hmm. The Seahawks have DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. That's it. Their defense has been depleted since their days is what was their nickname, their defense? The Legion of Boom. The Legion of Boom. Gone. Yeah, that's I, been gone. I don't even know if they have one player remaining from that. In fact, former Legion of Boom guy uh, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman had some interesting off the field off-field instance. issues yeah. very recently. We won't cover but that, but I, yeah. I don't think the Seahawks are in a position to succeed. I don't think they have enough around Russell Wilson on the offensive side to protect him. One, which is a shame, because Russell Wilson literally has been playing at an MVP level the past couple. Yeah, seasons. oh, dude, like, the, dude's been a the fucking dude ball. Last year, I think started the season through like eight games with like twenty three touchdowns, yeah. and everyone's like, he's, he's going to crush all these records, and then yeah. 
It just like stopped. It definitely slowed way down. But I I benefited greatly from that because I had DK Metcalf last year, and and you had Tyler Lockett, and I had Tyler Lockett. So no matter right, who yeah. he threw the ball to, because yeah. those were the only two people on the team, yeah. You were successful. I was benefiting. The one yeah. time they both went for 100-yard games was against me. I remember that. Because <laughs> they old, both popped off for like 120 points each, and I'm sitting there going like – Good old fantasy, Hey, man. Julio, can you – oh, Julio's got an O next to his name now. You ready for that this hey, year? Derrick Henry. just oh, ready for oh, the – Derrick Henry just constant, scored a 99 Constant frustration. <laughs> I'm building my draft strategy already. Uh, that, it, you know, <laughs> every year I say I should do a bunch of research and draft strategy, and then I don't, and then it always seems to work out okay. Of course, I probably just jinx myself. Hopefully Bro, not, it's, you know, it's impossible to do it because you set up the strategy like, okay, I have my quarterbacks list. Yeah, and then know, as soon as the draft one starts, it all goes eight, out the window. And you're like, yeah. okay, I'm guaranteed a top eight. And then someone drafts two quarterbacks, and you're like, yeah. fuck, <laughs> I don't get a pick for 16 more picks. Yeah, that and then totally all the quarterbacks me. are yeah. gone, you're like, I got to go 9 and 10, but I didn't put yeah. 9 and 10 on here. So, fuck. And yeah. then you draft them, and – all the receivers are like, yeah, we have torn ACLs. And you're like, great, we have practice squad receivers with the greatest quarterback of all time. Great, <laughs> thanks. Um, I, I think one other thing to add about the NFC West, I think, like you said, Stafford being on the Rams, I think, is a big big thing for them. Um, Sean McVay is your head coach? I, I was going to say – What did he do with Jared Goff? They, they need to – this is a big year for the Rams, in my opinion, because they need to make a big push into the playoffs to basically – reaffirm what we all thought they were going to be a couple years ago. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> right, right. Because they make it all the way to the Super Bowl, and then like immediately, Super Bowl. immediately after that, it's like, what happened to the Rams? You know, like that. You don't see that a, a lot, where it's like, you know, if a team makes a Super Bowl, normally they're at least pretty solid and, you know, a playoff team the next year, but the Rams just really fell off. And that was what? It was like three years ago they were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots? Because wasn't that like... Yeah, was, I'm, the I'm Rams only scored three points that. or something like that. I can't. It remember. was a really boring Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was like ten to three or some shit at the end of the game. I don't know, but yeah, I think this is a big, big year for them. Thirteen to three to, in the Super Bowl. Thirteen to three. That's right. I think that was the other one where the the Rams came in with like a high flying offense. I think that was the other one I was thinking about in terms of Super Bowls. I'll I'll, I'll have to look the Super Bowls up though to confirm okay. that. Um. But yeah, I mean, to see which ones have an asterisk. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I agree. They're, it's it's kind of like the Broncos. We won Super Bowl Fifty. Then again, we did lose Peyton Manning. They didn't lose yeah, Peyton Manning right, type right. player. That was the same. Um, that, that was the thing. Is like their their team seemed like they were largely this. And you know, I, I, another one that you can think of is like, you know, okay, the so Falcons, the, the, the Broncos win the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning retires. Remember the year the. Um, Ravens won the Super Bowl, and then they paid Joe Flacco so much money that they couldn't afford to keep like lit- literally anyone else on their team. Dude, and like everyone just—it was just a total fire sale. Everyone would just left the team, and then they were, went to being like terrible. But like Joe Flacco was making a billion dollars a year. Do you remember how at half or like not at halftime, but the lights? Yeah, went the out lights for went like out like half minutes. the stadium. Yeah, and the, yeah, I remember that. So I was watching that in college during was, one of my conspiracy like, the theory like deep dives on YouTube at like four thirty in the morning. I came across a conspiracy theory about that game. Okay. <sighs> Give me the SparkNotes version. What's the conspiracy theory? Well, I mean, the 49ers were winning that game with Kaepernick. That was with Colin Kaepernick, correct? Yeah. It was like 23 or something to 7 at half. You know, they, the 49ers looked like they were in complete control. Yeah. The lights go out. So nothing changes for either team besides you have to wait. Yeah. <clears throat> Ravens come out and just blank them. Like, I mean, I have all the Super Bowls up now. Let me find that score real quick. 
Um, Ravens, 49ers. 34-31. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if I – let's see. If we click on – no, you can't click on the score. Son of a – If you click on the Roman numerals, it might take you to the one. Let's go 2012. Who was in it? San Francisco. Man, it's so easy to just go through this stuff. Thanks a lot, technology. Internet's pretty cool. What year was that? 2012. 2012. So, so that would have been our first oh, year in college then. Yep. So, yeah, this was – so it was 7-3 Baltimore. Oh, wait, maybe it was reverse. Huh? The 49ers came back and fell short. That's oh, what it was because okay. it was 28-6 to six at the start of the third quarter because Jacoby Jones Ravens, had a 108-yard kickoff return for a touchdown to make it 28-6, to six, and then the Ravens almost fell apart. So what was the conspiracy theory, that the lights went out because they wanted to give the 49ers the 49ers, a chance to come back yeah, or something? Yeah, so like something happened, and yeah, it was weird. I, I don't – That was very strange, and the lights were out for a long time. Like, but that, it was that's a long an extremely pause. hard conspiracy theory to get into because it's a game – like. I don't know. There's a lot of like betting conspiracy theories yeah, and like yeah. how people think leagues are predetermined and mm. well, I, I, with I the, can't uh, get into that yeah, because yeah. it really fucks with my mind in terms yeah. of how I would view sports. But yeah. it does well, make the, you think like yeah. if all the athletes get behind this to make millions each on their sports bets, they could skew an entire league. Yeah. Then again, us as fans, I think would have a. Um, you know, you could you could put a lawsuit out there, especially if you're a sports betting person. You could put a lawsuit, but I, I we think, can get into that way yeah. later. Yeah, well, TBD. Um, just to a real quick interjection on that. Um, I don't think the NFL has really had a problem with this, but the NBA in like the '90s had a real issue with like '90s early 2000s with like crooked refs. So it's a real thing. I mean, that those that's why those conspiracies, you know you can fan the flames because people there's like actual evidence of refs you know basically calling games in favor of certain teams to win bets they were like paid off to do it basically so um but you know that's the nba that's a whole other thing i don't, I don't live in arena. I, and, and again i don't think <clears throat> one ref can really affect the outcome of an of a football game as much as they can a basketball game probably but who knows i mean you, you can definitely still affect the outcome of a game just Maybe not like control, totally control the momentum like you can in basketball. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm going to finish up the NFC before I jump into this because it's really interesting that I'm seeing this now because when I was younger, I didn't pay attention. So in the NFC, I'm going to have the Buccaneers finish first, the Rams finish second, the or no, sorry, the Packers finishing second, the Rams finishing third, Washington finishing fourth, the Cardinals finishing fifth, and the Vikings finishing sixth. So that would be the playoffs for the NFC. Now, I'm going to say who I think the Super Bowl is going to be. I think it's going to be a rematch against the Chiefs and Bucks. Oh, you do? Okay. I think the MVP of the league is going to be Matthew Stafford. Really? Yep. Whoa. Okay. I think a Super Bowl sleeper for each conference, and maybe they're not sleepers, but I have the Bills for the AFC and the Packers for the NFC, That's which fair. I wouldn't mind seeing that. That would be yeah. kind of a cool – maybe they could put the Super Bowl like up north somewhere, somewhere where there's snow. It would be pretty yeah. fun to watch. That would be cool. My want for the Super Bowl is the Broncos versus the Saints because those are my two favorite teams. <laughs> probably not going to happen. I don't see the Saints being there. I mean, I don't really see the Broncos being there either, but the Broncos have a better shot probably. Now, I went on a limb on this, but I think Von Miller is going to be Defensive Player of the Year. Wow. I think he's going to have the comeback year of the century. 
And I wow. think we're, our offense is going to do just enough to allow him to succeed on a high, that high of a level. Your MVP and your defensive player of the year picks are real bold. <laughs> I like to be bold. I mean, I like it. It's it's cool for the sake of the conversation. But it's not like I'm picking some random dude. If if Stafford is the MVP, I'd be stoked about that. Like I said, I'm, I I'm a too. big Stafford guy, and I and I have had I will stick up for Stafford in any conversation because I have had him in fantasy multiple years in the, in the past. Does good, always good. He's always he's always so good. consistent. He's very consistent. He's just a gunslinger, dude. That guy fucking slings the ball. And for my offensive player of the year, I have Derrick Henry. Okay. I could see that. Which I was going to put him at MVP, but he could rack up 25,000 yards. It's not going to go to and, a running back. And they're going to be like, yeah. this quarterback had 40 touchdowns. Yeah. MVP. Congratulations. Right. It's kind of like the Heisman Trophy. To win it outside of quarterback is really, really hard. It's extremely rare. And Unless you're you, an Alabama running back. If you do, back. you're an Alabama running back. <laughs> Which we could talk about. We'll do a foo- uh, college football podcast sometime and just talk about. That'll be our bust one because a lot of Alabama running backs will make my bust. Do you want to do that next since we're going football season's coming up, we're doing an NFL podcast right now. Next week, let's do a college football ultimate Heisman Trophy bust conversation. Yeah, I'm down. Let's fucking do it, okay, man. We've been talking it. about doing that for a long time and I love talking college football and going back through the Heisman Trophy winner history is very fascinating. Yep, we're going to do that. <clears throat> All right, now I saw something interesting on here. So we're going to go back to the past 20 years were the Super Bowls because that's when Tom Brady won his he won his first in 2001. Or no, 2002, but it was a 2001 season. Wasn't it during that it was like between 01 and 04 they won 3 times or right, something. Right, right. Like so here, here here's what I'm going to say. So in 02, the Patriots beat the Rams 20 to 17. They beat the Kurt Warner led Rams. Mm. 3 point win. The next year, it was the Buccaneers and the Raiders, uh, 48-21. And that was the uh, that was the John Gruden-led team. I was going to say, is that with, back when Gruden was still the coach? Yep. Okay. Um, I can't remember who their quarterback was then, though. Um, and then the following year, in the 2003 season with the 2004 Super Bowl, the Patriots beat the Panthers 32-29 by three again. The following year, the <clears> Patriots <throat> beat the Eagles 24-21 All by of them three. three-point victories. Then it was the Steelers over the Seahawks. Wasn't, wasn't Adam Vinatieri very instrumental in winning a couple of those Super Bowls? Over the Eagles, for sure, and the Rams. I think, yeah, I think he hit, like, last-second yep. field goals to win a couple over of those Over the games, Rams, I remember, <clears throat> yep, and then the Eagles. I think those were the two. That dude just fucking retired, like, a year or two ago. Yeah, and he was, like, 57,000 years <laughs> old. So. All gray, been playing for, like, 25 he years. He played with dinosaurs before this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was the he Colts played back over- when they had the leather helmets and yeah. no face masks. <laughs> and it was the Colts over the Bears, giving Peyton Manning his first Super Bowl. Oh wow, that was in 07? Holy shit! Yep. And then it was the Giants over the Patriots by three. By the way, shout out to now Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. Dude, did you listen to his speech? Was, I, I saw a clip of it. Fucking great. Saw I loved a clip it. Of it. Um, and then the following year was the Steelers over the Cardinals by four, which that was an epic Super Bowl. That was a fun one to watch. To, I don't really remember that. That one was when well. they the I think it was a D lineman or outside linebacker got a pick six off of um, Kurt Warner again on the goal line and ran all the way down. It was uh, Harrison. What was his name? Not. Um, I'm really struggling to remember that one. I'm sure I watched it, but was that so? That was um, that was the was 08. that Roethlisberger's first or no? The first one was over the, the Seahawks. The first one was over the Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the following year was the Saints. Uh, giving Drew Brees his first Super Bowl mm-hmm. over the Colts. Wasn't that right after Katrina? I think I remember that being like... No, because I thought Katrina was like 05. 
No, maybe not. I don't know. I seem to remember it being like a big deal it for was, the it city was a big of deal New Orleans. The, I mean, it was their first ever Super Bowl appearance. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I thought it was like a, a big like. It, it might oh, have yeah, been. I can't like remember. You know, over, overcoming the catastrophe all the in the world. Um, and then after that, it was the Packers beating the Steelers. And then after that, it was the Giants beating the Patriots again, this time by four. And then it was the Ravens over the 49ers the, by three. The lights out we game that we were just talking about. And then in 2013, there wasn't a – or the 2014 <laughs> Super Bowl never happened. Never crazy. happened. crazy. Um, <laughs> the year after that, the Patriots won. They beat the Seahawks by four. Um, you know. So that was that was the fourteen uh, or fifteen Seahawks were in back to back Super Bowls and only won one of them. Yep, <clears throat> and um, yeah, they they they, they should have been two and zero. I don't know who they won their first one against, but <laughs> it was uh, by a score of forty three <laughs> to eight. Yeah, it was a rough rough showing for that other team. Whoever that other team is, uh, and then in two thousand fifteen. Um, the Broncos beat the the Panthers twenty four to what a, ten. What a great one to watch! Uh, that was a blast. The first game I think in Super Bowl history where the winning team had less than two hundred yards of total offense. Yep, I remember sitting in. I don't know. I, f- I feel like I was for some reason in the airport flying maybe back to college or something right after the Super Bowl, and I remember listening to Mike and Mike's podcast, and I I distinctly remember sitting in the airport listening to Mike Greenberg say. It's the first time in Super Bowl history a team has ever won with less than 200 yards of Dude, offense. I, I, that, that is like one sports stat I will always remember. I don't know why. It's just like stuck in I my I tell head. people all the time, I go, the 2015 Denver Broncos defense is the greatest of all time. And people are like, no, they're not. And I go, they won a Super Bowl with less than 200 yards of offense Yeah, on their own team. Well, and that whole year, if, if you paid attention to Broncos football that year, because Peyton Manning had a really weird four-year stretch here where he went from being like literally – he went, God's he went from, gift to quarterbacking, where he had like nine million touchdowns in one season. He went from a, like a normal Peyton Manning year to the arguably the greatest year of quarterback play in history, right. greatest single season stats, and leading ever, us to the Super yeah. Bowl on arguably the greatest offense ever right. established. Right to to then being a decent year, but flopped in yeah. the playoffs, and, and then, then last year like, looked what the fuck bad, happened? looked really bad. But then, oddly but enough, then that's the, the year Bowl. we won the Super Bowl. So. Because defense wins championships. <clears throat> yep. You just They finally had a quarterback that was like, I just got to give my defense yeah. five minutes to rest. Yeah. We'll put up 20 points, yeah. and they'll let the other team put up 17, and we'll win the game. Yep. Um, and then after that is when the Patriots that's the somehow crazy Falcons beat the game. Falcons. Uh, and then Wasn't that, that the first overtime ever in Super, in Super Bowl history, history, I think, is that Falcons yep. one? Yep. I think it was. I seem to remember them talking about that, which is kind of crazy that after all these years of having Super Bowls, that was the first one. But anyway. Yeah, we're going on Super Bowl, what is it, 57, 56, with yeah. one overtime. The following year, the Eagles finally get their first Super Bowl over the Patriots. Um, it was Brandon's favorite year of, ever, of all time. And then the Patriots beat the Rams in one of the most boring Super Bowls ever, 13-3. You know what? I'm pretty sure that's the Super Bowl I got stuck at Wingstop for the entire first half. Do you remember that one? When I was trying to pick up wings. <laughs> was, it, was it that one or was it the Falcons one? I thought it was the Falcons one. Oh, you might be it was, right. It was, no, it was, I think it was I, either the Falcons one or was it the Eagles? <laughs> it was one of those three years. I Dude, it's it so was, fucking hard because I, you have New England, New England, New yeah, England, New yeah, England, New yeah. England, and it just gets fucking I, bullshit. I am pretty sure it was the Rams one because I seem to remember sitting in the wing stop having to watch it in the first half going, man, this is a really like, low And then I think you got to your game. parents' house and we were like, you missed nothing. And you're like, yeah. oh, really? And yeah. we're like, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, good. 
I'll never fucking go to Wingstop before a Super Bowl ever again. Yeah, terrible idea. <laughs> uh, and then the following year, which was the 2020 Super Bowl, so right before the world apparently blew up, the Chiefs got their second over the 49ers, in which was actually an extremely fun and entertaining game. It was, yeah. That was I was fun. rooting for the 49ers. Obviously, I'm a Broncos fan. Don't want the Chiefs to have success. Um, and the, the 49ers were winning the game. They had that game, and then they just quit playing offense. Is, like, we got to go into a preventative offense. And is that the season that those two teams met in the regular season and had like the highest scoring Monday night football game of all time? Or was the, or, it was the Chiefs me, and someone? Check. I can't remember. I thought it was the 49ers, but maybe I'm misremembering. But they had like the highest scoring Monday night football game of all time. And I remember it was like hyped up all week long. I remember talking to my coworkers about it at work, and they're like, because normally I'll actually skip out on the Monday night football game unless the Broncos are playing. I just right. I get kind of footballed out over the weekend. But I was like, I'm watching all of this one because they're hyping it up well, so much. And sure enough, it was like 54 to 51 or some crazy shit. Like, what year was that? <clears throat> 2020. Okay. I want to say it was, so was 2019. The Niners, but I, don't, I might be misremembering. It was definitely all the right, Chiefs. Here we, here we and go. Someone. Here we go. Um, I was going to say look for some 50-point Chiefs game, but there's a lot of those. So they did not play them that year. So Maybe it was the year check. after It was the 2020 season. No, because that was... Do you remember which game I'm talking about, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, shattered every record in the history of record Maybe, maybe it's farther back than I thought it was, but... I'm oh, it's it's the Rams. 54 to 51. Oh, yeah, that was when the Rams had their fucking... What year did you find this? 2018. Oh, so that was, was the year was, the Rams went to the Super Bowl. It was Bowl. farther back than I thought it was then. Okay. Oh, no, that was the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Craziest fucking offensive game I've ever seen in my life. Dude, it was like one team would score a 99-yard touchdown, you're like, oh, the game's over, and then the next team would score a 99-yard touchdown, and you're like, okay, it, it three seconds insanity. to come off the clock. What do we insanity. do? And the first half, you could tell even, even in the first half, you're like, well... I didn't think it was going to live up to the hype, but it sure is. Like, <laughs> this is insane. Dude, and it just kept going. It just like, kept going. They just kept just, scoring, and yeah. I was like, this is great. Great defense, yep. Yeah, and job, every, like, I think literally the commentators, too, were like, wow. Like, if you if you like defensive football, this is not the I game. Think, for I think you. they even mentioned, they're like, this is college football. Right. Like, this yeah. is a college football yeah. game. Um, and then we did Chiefs. And then last year, we had, excuse me. I was very surprised by this last year. Arguably one of the most boring Super Bowls, in my opinion, Ever. It you was had the Buccaneers win thirty one to nine. I do remember that. It was and very the forty boring. points was just boring. Like it, it just there, there it was just no competitive like feeling to the game. The Buccaneers came out, took the lead, and the Chiefs just didn't do anything. And it was just like this is boring to watch. Like nothing I was, fun is happening. I was pretty shocked actually at the outcome of that. So the whole year, everyone is being like, you know. Tom Brady's going to take the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. I'm like, not a fucking chance, dude. He just got done with the Patriots. Guys won six Super Bowls. He's 110 years old. And the Chiefs there's, looked unstoppable. Yeah, and the Chiefs looked amazing. I'm like, there's no way. I didn't even think he was going back to the Super Bowl. And then, sure enough, he makes it back to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, okay, he's made it to the Super Bowl somehow against all odds. There's no way they beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs look unreal. They're world beaters. And then, like you said, they just come out there and just kind of owned the game. It just I mean, the Chiefs easy. didn't. Never had a shot in that game. The Chiefs uh, yeah, were never really it, in that game. It just looked easy. Like I could have walked on the field that, and tried to probably fucking. Score. That really surprised me. I was that, that was one of the Super Bowls where I thought I knew what was going to go, happen going in, and it just was not what I was expecting. I mean, you got to think the Chiefs last year were fourteen and two. They lost the last game of the season because it didn't matter, 
and they lost a game by eight points to the Raiders earlier in the season. So it's like 14-2. Holy shit. You know, <clears throat> this is professional football. I, <coughs> holy cow. You should never have a team be 14-2 in a professional league. You should never have a team go 70 well, – what were they? 73-9 and nine in the NBA. Mm, yeah. This is the highest level of these sports. How are teams this good against other teams that are at the same exact level? This isn't fucking Alabama walking into Gunnison to play Western. <laughs> and some of these <clears throat> games make it seem like Alabama walks into fucking – The Chiefs are just know, that good, man. They're fucking really good. Right, but it's like, where's all the other talent? Like, if you yeah. look at the Broncos team, you go, well, the Broncos, on paper, have just as good a talent, but we don't have a quarterback. So does a quarterback really make up 40 points in a difference in a, in a single game? The answer lately has been yes. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how how are no other teams able to compete? Like, it just doesn't – it logically doesn't make sense if you think about it, but at the same time, good coaching, the players meshing well and being in the right system – it all makes sense, but it, it doesn't make sense if, if you kind of understand what I'm saying. Yeah, like you're saying there should be more parity in the league to where one team is not that right. dominant. You, yeah. you should be seeing, like, if a team went 14-2, and two, they should have been guaranteed the Super Bowl. You know, if a team went 8-8, eight and eight, that means, hey, you played eight good teams that beat you, and you played eight good teams that you beat out. Mm. It, it should all, you, should, you would think that... Most games well, should always the, be uh, close in professional sports. The NFL, more so than any other professional sport, seems to be like you know that's what they say any given Sunday. Like right. any really anything can happen. You never you never really fucking right. Like know. the Broncos could could come out and beat the Chiefs, right? And then flop so, the rest of the season. They could yeah. go one in sixteen this Wh- year. Whereas but beat like the Chiefs. if you have, I'm trying to think of a good example from the NBA. If you have like the LA Lakers or something from two years ago when they won the championship versus like. Golden State from two years ago, who won like fucking fifteen right. games, like when their you, entire roster, you was know, right. when those two teams match up in the regular season, okay, the Lakers are going to win this game. Like you're, you're, right? You could bet pretty safely that the Lakers are going to win that game. The NFL, it's not really much like that. Although, I've said this before because this kind of contradicts what I've said before on the podcast is it's definitely more predictable than college football. Yes, like yes. there are plenty of NFL matchups where you're going into it going. Yep, I'm pretty sure the Chargers are going to win this game, or I'm pretty sure the Chiefs are going to win this game, or Buccaneers, or whoever. Whereas, like, college football, other than, like, Bama and, like, Clemson last couple years, you're like, I don't know. This could go either way. I just want it to be a good game. Yeah, this could be. That's what I go with a lot of the games. I'm like, I just want it to be a good game. Exactly. I just want it to be exciting, and I want to be entertained, and you know what? Most of those games are. I'm I'm a CU fan, so, you know. But I'm, you know, CU through and through. Never going to cheer for a different team in terms of, like, my favorite team. My favorite team will always be CU. I love Clemson because I love Orange. Me too. I love Clemson. So CU and Clemson are, like, my two teams I always am following or watching their games. Clemson would go into a game, and I'm like, all right, they won this. They score seven points in, like, the first two yeah. minutes, and I'm like, yeah. they won it. You can tell right off the bat. CU does that in the same game, and I go, <laughs> we have a seven-point lead we're about yeah, to blow. Is, and then all of a sudden it's 7-7, and, go. Seven, seven, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden it's 14-7, and 21-7, yeah. and it's like 21-14. I'm like, we got a chance, and then it's like forty-eight to fourteen, and I'm like, "We tried, we tried, we tried, we tried. Let's get them next week." But CU's on the up. I will say that they're on the up. So look out, uh, look out, Bama! I'm so excited for college football. Yeah, we'll save our college dude. football until so next week. Okay. But yeah, do you have any questions for me on the NFL season? You know, I went through all my rankings. My no, MVPs, dude. I, you know? I, I'll honestly say for the rankings, I 
am pretty much in line with you. I, I agree on all of those. I think that's probably going to be how they shake out, barring a couple of. You I was going to say, if a quarterback here and there gets hurt, yeah, it could shake the whole thing up. Yeah. Um, I, like I said earlier, I think your pick for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year very bold. I I think the Matthew Stafford one probably has a better chance of turning out correct than the Von Miller one. Not that I'm like rooting against Von Miller or anything, but. It's he's definitely a few years removed from his peak powers, I think, but he's still you know one of the best defensive players in the year when healthy. So hopefully he's healthy. That, that hopefully him healthy and Bradley right. Chubb are healthy this year. Um, yeah, um, and then you know Bron- Broncos talk. This like I said, pivotal year for Drew Locke. I'm, I'm. Yep. He needs to come out and really impress people. I think, or else he's not going to be sticking around that long. I don't think so. I'm. <sighs> Because, you know, yeah. Denver fans are – I think the patience is running real thin around here. It's been like four or five seasons in a row now where we're, we've been below 500. Bronco fans are not used to this, you well, know. And we got spoiled during the Peyton Manning era, and now we're kind of expecting that. And I think people aren't going to put up with this shit for too much longer before they start like – you know, there's like fucking riots in the streets calling for John Elway's head and stuff. Well, and that's why he relinquished GM duties to, to George Payton is mm-hmm. because I think he realized what he was doing wasn't working. Yeah. So, I mean, I am a diehard Broncos fan. You know, if you can see the sign right here, it's Broncos parking only. You know, <laughs> I got a Broncos flag in my in my closet. On Sundays, I wake up, the first thing I do is throw on my Von Miller jersey. Yeah, you're always- I got a Broncos sticker on my truck. Are you going to show up in Broncos shit on Saturday, by the way, to the lake? Even if I'll show up in a t-shirt. Okay. Not, not a jersey. Not, I'm not taking a jersey. You're always like, I'll show up in a you're very t-shirt. bright Broncos colors every time I see I you I support on my team, it's and like I love them. Bright orange jersey, you got the hat on, you got everything going. And being part of the Broncos fan base, every sports fan base is going to say they're the, you know, one of the most loyal out there. Denver Broncos fans are arguably and statistically one of the most loyal fan bases there mm. are. I applied for season tickets back in 2016. I am 10 years away from being eligible for those season tickets because there was a 15-year wait. (laughs) We just won the Super Bowl, yes. But ever since Pat Bolin, the late, great Pat Bolin, bought out the Broncos, they have sold out every single home game. Always a sellout. The Broncos have arguably the most loyal fan base out there, and it is a die-hard fan base because we didn't have the Rockies here. We didn't have the Avalanche here. It was the Broncos and the Nuggets. They're and pretty, the Nuggets, they're the biggest – Yeah, they're, they're the biggest sports team in Denver, hands down, So, like they, in and, terms of popularity and attention paid and all that. And if you think about it, you know, Western Kansas, they air a lot of Bronco games there. Mm-hmm. Nebraska, a lot of the Western and even Central Nebraska gets Broncos. That all of Wyoming, true. all of Utah. We get a lot of like Midwest. New Mexico, even parts of Texas show kind of Broncos default. games. A lot of, lot of, like you said, a lot of New Mexico people are yep. actually kind of default Broncos um, fans. You know, Wyoming, the Dakotas, Montana, Idaho. Broncos games get broadcast. I think if you look at like, let me look at the square footage map because I think the Broncos have the largest area in terms of square foot for their fan base. So it's I think we kind of luck out by benefiting from being in the being middle next, of nowhere, being next to a bunch of states that don't have their own professional teams. Whereas, like in New York, you you don't have that problem. Whereas in New York, you have two teams. New that York use has the same exact like two or three teams in every fucking sport professionally. All like that share the same stadium. Yeah, it's pretty. It's kind of insanity. Yeah. So here, here, look, this is the map I'm talking about. I know you can't see it 
stream, but see the oh, Broncos. Yeah. I we see have. I mean, it's like all of the Kansas. Midwest, basically. I mean, and it used to show stuff in Texas, but we have all of Utah. We have Northern Nevada, yeah. Eastern Idaho, almost all of Montana. You know, the Dakotas. We're just we're everywhere, and you know. Like I said, no state around us until you go to like Arizona or Kansas has an NFL team. Mm-hmm. So we're, we are, you know, I'm not saying we're the greatest fan base or the biggest fan base, but it's an extremely loyal fan base and it's an extremely hard team to get season tickets to. Which means I need to start saving my money because they're, knowing my luck, they're going to be like, hey, we have season tickets. They're on the 50 yard line club level. I'd be like, how much are they a year? And they're gonna be like, uh, thirty-five thousand. I'd be like, where <laughs> <coughs> 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 do I sign? <laughs> I'll figure out a way to pay. You guys have a payment plan I can do? Hey or? Luna, how much can I get for one of your kidneys? She's like, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that to my dog. I would. I would sell one of your dog's kidneys. For yeah, your <laughs> you're right. Me too. <laughs> Sorry, Luna. I'll donate my kidney to you. Okay, how about that? <laughs> Please, I'm excited, man. Football season's coming up. Well, we got our fantasy draft coming up here in like Next a weekend, week. I believe. Yeah, Next like Sunday. Week Although, Sunday. no one like replied on any of that. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just scheduling it. Or we said Sunday and then, you know, people are like earlier and then someone's like later. And I'm like, okay, I'm just doing it at 1 o'clock. I, I think 1 is fine. I'll, I'll be sure to reach out to a Darian and let him know. I mean, I'm sure he got an email, but I'll text him too. But yeah, so I'm yeah. excited, man. I mean, that's... I don't so have anything left we'll, to say about we'll, the NFL. We'll double season. down on our football talk, and next week let's do a, we'll college, do a college, college football, football discussion and like yep. an all-time Heisman bust. That'd yeah, we'll be, do like a fun. college football preview. Again, college football is really unpredictable, so it's hard to do a preview. Yeah, it's going to be more like we, like we can go over like said, the, uh, the preseason top twenty-five. So yep. you see what that looks like. It's going to yeah. be more of a discussion of flops. Yeah, you know, biggest flops. It doesn't even have to be Heisman. I can we can just say yeah. biggest flops because those are fascinating. Because yep. like if you watch, if you're a football fan and you watch college and pro. You see this happen all the time where these guys are just like, you know, college football all-stars and then come into the pros and just don't do anything. Yep. You know, it's just pretty remarkable, actually. But, but yeah, so everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with the double doses of football uh, with some college football this time. And um, until then, if uh, you have anything to, to say about this, feel free to reach out to us on any of our socials. Or join our Twitch chat and, uh, you know, talk with us live about this. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be back with some college football next week. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. It's been good to be back. Um, anytime we take a little break that goes longer than about a week, I get kind of itchy to come back and do it. So it's, it's been good to be back. We did our – we've taken a little break from our brackets. We, we yeah. did our one-year anniversary pod, and then now we're doing our uh, football pods back-to-back. So – We'll get you, you know, any football fans out there, we'll get you primed for the football season, get you jet, jacked up and ready to go. But not fantasy football. But not fantasy. Um, and then, you know, eventually we'll throw in a Disney movie bracket or some shit here in the I think we're going to do a pick two. Um, maybe, obviously not next week, but probably the week after. And uh, it'll be a pretty interesting one. So Yeah, we need to do a little, like, legwork on that one. That's why I was texting you. Going, I had, like, my ten people picked out. I didn't have shit. That's why I was, like... I don't I mean, know, we, we could we discuss to, it pretty easily. You right, just think yeah. of any good action movies where there's sword fights. And yeah. You're just like, yeah. this dude would fuck people up. Yeah, yeah. It'll be really fun to talk about because I think for anyone who's been listening since the beginning, first of all, thank you. But our pick two, any two episode was a blast for us to do. You'll and it was one of our those, best episodes. Yeah, p- picking those action movie heroes, you know, to protect you. So we, we got a cool spin on that one coming up. We'll just get our character list set and then, uh, 
yeah, but next week, more uh, more football talk, some college football, and then we'll have more interesting topics coming up for you guys soon. And um, football fans rejoice. Football season's almost here. Football season is upon us. So thanks, All right, everybody. everybody. Thanks for tuning in.